that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Alicia Thayer. And today we are reviewing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 19, The Dirty Half Dozen, which originally premiered on April 28th, 2015. And as always, here's our IMDb summary. Gonzalez and Coulson must find a way to put their differences aside and work together against Hydra, even if it means teaming up with someone they don't trust. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh we're going to wait for you. All right. <laughs> um, to answer your question from last week, Alicia... Uh, the Dirty Half Dozen is a reference to a World War II movie called The Dirty Dozen, but this time it's the original six Shieldies. So they're, hmm. the, they're the Dirty is Half that Dozen. Is that what that is? Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. All right. So let's just jump right in this, and we're going to start with our afterlife storyline. So uh, we start with a quick vision from Reyna, previewing this entire episode. Still uh, not thrilled about her having premonition powers but yeah what what's your what's your problem with it i it just uh it just like it's not that i have a problem with her having premonition powers it's just it's like one of those things i'm like oh she likes screwing with people no oh well yeah <laughs> i mean we see that right here in the storyline she's using mm-hmm. that to her advantage yep. yeah yeah so um right after that she gets well we get a quick preview of this episode and then uh cal Returns to afterlife with uh, Gordon and Sky, and yeah, he's not really a happy camper for leaving for them trying to leave him there. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. And he reveals things that he should not reveal, if I recall correctly. What about Sky being a child? Sky being Jaheen's child. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that's gonna bite them in the ass later. I don't uh, think they make a will. big deal about. It. They don't make a huge deal about it right now. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, Gordon tries to leave. Actually, leaves to go get Lincoln, and literally three seconds later reappears with a giant gash where his eyes could be, should be. Which is kind of lucky he doesn't have eyes, or else he'd be blind. Right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> say uh, it's good that he's already blind. <laughs> yeah. He can see through the Bifrost. He just doesn't need eyes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then um, next, uh, Sky talks to Jaying about Cal and Lincoln. Um, pretty much saying that they need to go and save Lincoln. And just like we saw last week, Jaying does not care because the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, I think is the words she had, she said. Mm-hmm. Or is that a different character? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, no, that was the, the other inhuman guy, the the one with the pointy ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's got pointy ears. 
Spock. Alicia, that's a that's a reference to Spock. That's from Star Trek uh, Two. <laughs> I, like, I was like, who's got pointy ears? I don't remember this. Uh, I'm sure terrible. someone does. I'm sure someone does too, which is why I was like, uh, who? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but uh, pretty much, uh, Jaying says no because it could expose everybody in the afterlife and. Right. She's a smart cookie because she figured out someone's tracking Gordon, which usually in these TV shows it would take a lot longer for people to figure that out. Um, and then she goes to Gordon and tries to get Gordon to go save Lincoln, and surprise, surprise, uh, Reyna backs her up after Lincoln says no. And uh, Al, did you have something to say about this part though? Um, so I, I didn't have much on this. I just wanted to call out what is probably my favorite burn so far of this series. <laughs> when, when, uh, Sky says, uh, that she thought Reyna's powers were that she could spin really fast to collect the gold coins. Was <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gold coins or gold rings? Because was she uh, accurate? <laughs> sorry, you know, is I, I, is that what you meant the by the Sonic thing. Hedgehog? Uh, reference so i was like oh i don't know yeah, yeah that was yeah, a song yeah. hedgehog <laughs> reference yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, like a hedgehog <laughs> fair enough yeah i think i i think i typed down the wrong thing i was just reading off my notes but yeah no it was probably the rings um <laughs> which is actually it, it i guess it does show um i i don't really know what exactly because she said because reyna backs up sky even after sky you know makes the insult right so mm-hmm. reyna i don't know if this is her trying to be a bigger person now that she has her you know her powers like she's been wanting she's like like all right i guess i'm this far let me be helpful or if she's like in her mind she has to make sure the future happens or maybe there's more that she saw like maybe she sees herself telling gordon and sky this part like i'm Mm -hmm. I'm not too sure about her her complete reasoning behind all this but uh you know she as a character she's changing so that's nice I'm not sure how much she's changing. I'm thinking more she's trying to manipulate Gordon and Sky to screw with Jaying because we've seen a little bit that (laughs) she's. I think she's trying to get the power in afterlife. That very well could be it too. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. Yeah, yeah. You get you get um if you get Gordon out of the picture, good because now Jaying doesn't have the power of the only way out. Mm-hmm. And if you get Sky out of the picture, that will make Jaying care about Sky, which shows weakness to everybody else. So it's a win-win for her if either of them die. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, let's move on. Uh, we get a little conversation with uh, Cal and Jaying. Uh, she lets Cal stay, and uh, she wants Cal to stay. Pretty much because she's worried about Reyna taking her power. And we see Reyna with her her new followers. Mm, Reyna has followers? Yeah, yeah she's I talking to too. like four. She's talking to, on the patio to like four or five people who probably that. knows that she could tell the future. Or thinks that. Hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Jaying uh, goes up and actually confronts Reyna in the last, pretty much the last scene of the episode. Uh, Jiang puts her foot down and tells her that uh, she is in charge of however they're going to use Reyna's powers. Which sounds a little messed up, even <laughs> though it's true, because Reyna's a psycho. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
She is. Yeah. Go ahead, Al. It it definitely is. Um, I mean, especially, like, it's also interesting that, like, no one can really verify what she's saying. It's just, hey, this is a thing I saw. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once she says it enough times that she's able to, um, you know, convince people that, yeah, that's her actual power. Um, then she could just say and do whatever. So that, I well, mean, yeah. on, on Jiang's part, like she kind of does need to keep that in check. That well, yeah. Crazy. She, she could say, if you listen to Jiang, then Afterlife's going to burn to the ground. And no one else could tell her no, because she could see the future. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I do like that the vision that she gets right here isn't just within the scope of the episode because like usually you know this happens but you know we're in the mcu it's a a whole universe of other movies and tv shows and so she Mm -hmm. gets like a nice little vision of something that happens outside of agents of shield it happens to be a commercial for what we'll talk about next week but (laughs) hey it's it's something (laughs) that that was my note as well it's like her power is seeing a trailer for age of ultron right (laughs) well she saw it before us so good for her right well, I would love it if she woke up just panicked and just like, Susie in Milwaukee will forget her homework. Or <laughs> Bobby in Austin, Texas, he's going to lose his dog. He just gets visions of other people's future very far away. <laughs> um, Yeah, so let's go back to the beginning to... Let's do this stuff in the Hydra base. Mm. We'll rewind. Hydra, Lincoln wakes up in some very familiar looking cells. You guys know where these, oh, where these cells are? We've seen these cells before because I can't talk, so apparently. <laughs> do you guys know where we've seen these cells before? <laughs> uh, are they dealing with the twins? Yeah, these are the cells from the end of Winter Soldier. This is the same place. Oh. So, yeah. So, Are you sure that this is the same place? Because this is taking place in, what was it, Antarctica or the Arctic or yeah. something? And the twins the are in... Sokovia, um, because Sokovia, they, um, yeah. they say in this episode that um, Strucker took them with him to Sokovia. Oh, okay. So I missed that part. All right. Yeah. I mean... I think all of the experimentation took place in right here. Okay, that fits. But yeah, cool. yeah. So uh, Lincoln wakes up next to his uh, new BFF, Deathlock, mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> you know has a brilliant idea: use your arm uh, missiles to blow down the wall. <laughs> I like uh, Mike's reactions. Like, wow, I've never thought of that. Good job. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they, obviously, they, they don't get out. <laughs> but they, um, we get uh, Bakshi and Liszt talking about their new subjects, Lincoln and uh, Mike. I hate Lincoln. I hate that Li- <laughs> I can't tell if Lincoln's his first name or last name. I either want to call him Abraham or Lincoln, Nebraska. But anyway. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I okay. know. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, he want. They talk about they want to see compare DNA between the Mike cybernetic DNA and 
his inhuman DNA, uh, Lincoln's inhuman DNA. But isn't Mike's DNA just regular people DNA? Yeah. I was wondering that too. I thought like, so. Like, unless, unless the Deathlock program messed with it. Because isn't there also some oh, biological the, part to it? Uh, he had the um, mm, extremist. Oh, he did have the extremist stuff in him. Yeah, that's part of the Deathlock program, right? Mm-hmm. Or like they, yeah. they took the extremists and messed with it to make the Deathlock technology? Yeah, or... Well, they injected it, he had it in them, and both he and Garrett used it, and Garrett was like the original Deathlock. Mm-hmm. So I guess it has something to do with the, the technology. Um, Shouldn't Hydra have records of all this stuff, though? Because they were the ones who made Deathlock. Well, it wasn't... <laughs> no, I mean, yes, they made him, but the extremist thing was Reina's thing. Yeah, actually, it was but, Iron Man 3 guy's thing. Well, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> Predator, Agent yeah, of but, Shield, it was yeah, Reina's but, thing. Yeah, but they were using... No, no it was... Ah, um, uh, oh, you just said his name. It was the, the bad guy in first season. Oh, the Chilean? Ward. Oh. No, not him. Uh, Garrett. 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 Yeah, no, like it was it was Garrett's thing essentially, right? He was the one. He was the eh, great. Now I can't remember the other name he went by. The the future seer. The clairvoyant. Yeah, the, the clairvoyant. clairvoyant. Like he was the clairvoyant. He was the one wanting this information. He was, even though Reyna was the one kind of doing the actual work, he was. You know, uh, Garrett was getting the information specifically for that. So, and he was definitely Hydra. Um, yeah. So although yeah, they, they have they have that. They have no way to get the records, because remember that massive download that they got from it, where they threw the filing cabinet out the window? <laughs> so, they had no, no digital ways, they had no way to access the files unless they got that filing cabinet. <laughs> they really did lose it all. Okay, alright. Yeah. Okay. No backups either. I, yeah, I feel like that was poor planning. Yeah, it was a little more secure, but they got it anyway. Mm-hmm. Literally throwing it out the window. Still trying to figure <laughs> out how they managed that. Filing cabinets are heavy. Yeah, and that was full of papers and mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know. Was that pre or post Rage Stick? Mm, post. post. So it was definitely post. Yeah, so May might have um, still had some Rage powers. Fair. <laughs> I don't know. Some extra strength. Okay. Maybe. Yep. But anyway, too, uh, they have a discovery, so it requires experimentation. So they hit uh, Mike and Lincoln with a sleep ray, which seems strangely non-lethal for Hydra. Right. But good for them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, they experiment on them, and they find uh, that they think Deathlock's going to die soon. Because, you know, they take out his eye, they take off his leg, they probably take off any other electric part he's got. And... um. Yeah, and then they find out that there's a cloaked ship on the way. Dun dun dun. Da, da, da. <gasps> and we have no idea who that is. No, because not at all. We haven't done we haven't done that part of the story yet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit ahead, yeah. Uh-huh. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's actually um good. I mean, that's the benefit of being in the Arctic, right? That they really wouldn't be able to see it unless there was absolutely nothing else around because you shouldn't be able to see a cloak ship. That's yeah, that was their line. It was yeah, literally anything we assume is is something coming from. Right. Us. So, do yeah, you know works. how many penguins they've killed? Oh, <laughs> not the penguinos. Oh. 
Actually, I They're wish so I could happy. remember. They if... just want to dance. Yep. Dance and get pebbles. And wear their little tuxedos. All right. <laughs> but Not all penguins get pebbles. On the happier things. To our shieldies and the real shield. So all we're right. going to rewind. We're going to rewind. <laughs> Go <for it. laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do this every time, I swear. Mm, too late. <laughs> you can. It'll, it'll be our thing. Oh, <laughs> we okay. are re- the rewinders. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, we get a meeting between uh, Gonzalez and Coulson. Um, yeah, Coulson pretty much convinces Gonzalez that there's a base in the, ace, a base in the Arctic where Hydra is experimenting on power people. <gasps> Shock. I had no idea that was happening. <laughs> right and yeah and then gonzalez goes to his old standby saying well i don't trust you because you have secrets and colson's like well you got secrets too everybody's got secrets get over it mm-hmm. I, yeah mm-hmm. like especially when you're like even though gonzalez is is probably trying to say that he's not like the leader of shield it's a democracy like he's still got secrets oh like, yeah probably over the other shield agents too, right? Like the ones who aren't the six on top or whatever. I forgot the number. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, six. they're five now. No, six. Yeah. They're five now because one of them no. died, right? No. <laughs> no, but they added May. They Where, where's who, Calderon? Because he doesn't vote. He doesn't vote in this episode. Who was the dude with the beard? I thought that was him. No, I also wondered well, I, why he grew a beard. That's a different guy. Or I oh. assumed it's a different guy because Calderon's bald. Oh, he also didn't have a beard before. He has amazing facial hair powers. (laughs) He's a power person as well. Shoot him, Gonzalez. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Calderon. I mean, is he still knocked out from... Anyway, yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, because uh, Coulson pretty much points out that you're hiding something in the cargo hold of your ship. It would be it would be a lot more honest if Calderon or not Calderon, if Gonzalez walked into the base and just said, We have a blank in our cargo hold. <laughs> Everyone's on the same page. We're fine. Oh now. yeah. I forgot to tell everyone about that. Also, <laughs> just a reminder again, there's still like a ton of Hydra agents in the lower decks. Right. Keep <laughs> yeah. not going there. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's hiding in the cargo hold. It's just a bunch of Hydra agents. Still waiting to level up until they go down and finish the finish the cave. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um. Yeah. So as a peace offering, Coulson decides to open the toolbox, and he does. <laughs> yep. Uh, he doesn't or do he it. Will, then, he will later. Right? He, he does yeah. the okay. Yeah, right. He does it later. But he um, says he will. Yeah. And then uh, we get like a briefing where Coulson goes through his plan, saying. Coulson wants a strike team, small, smaller, safer, and then as soon as he's done, then Gonzalez can blow up the base. Uh, Gonzalez just wants to blow up the right. base, so I th- I think he's just a little <laughs> impatient and doesn't like the extra step of you know saving the people. <laughs> Jerk face. Uh, yeah. So this is jumping ahead just a little bit, but um, Gonzalez later says that. The only reason he's going along with the plan and voting yes is because Coulson's willing to send only his own people. Right. Yeah. It's and a win-win if they all die. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, although he kind of needs Coulson to open the box at least, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. So maybe he didn't think this all the way through. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. The, like, this kind of goes back to, like, some of the curmudgeon stuff that I really dislike about Gonzalez. Like, you know, in previous episodes, we know how much he hates powered people. Um, and then here, it kind of seems like the people who join not his shield are not real shield in his mind because mm-hmm. yeah he's specifically the people that are leaving are the people that are definitely loyal to colson but what do you think is happening to the other shield personnel that were around during that time you know the 20 people that were in that hallway when when they attacked <laughs> the same thing um they they probably are people who just like well i guess this guy's in charge well i guess it, they don't care they're just minions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we uh see that on we get the little scene on the Quinjet that uh with Ward and Agent Thirty Three were and uh Fitz and a bleeding uh Hunter. What happened to Hunter? <laughs> he got he was shot. shot at the end of the last episode. <laughs> Okay, I think we just skipped over yeah. that, and it's been a yeah, while since. I... Okay, yeah, I totally yeah. forgot. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was all just action stuff. We didn't really have much to say. Right. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. We need to. We need to fix that because Ultron is like seventy five percent action. So. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah but right. stuff happens during the action, right? There's there's stuff. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll and we'll see what happens next week. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, we can't fast forward. We're rewinders. Come on, guys. Nope, right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So Agent Agent Thirty Three is ready to bounce. She does not want to be there. Right. And Ward says she's going in because he needs one more thing from Shield. Although he doesn't really reveal what that thing is. His and final so... paycheck. He never got it at the end of the last season. Right. Um, let's rewind to a few episodes ago, because this just hit me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh They say that, uh, Coulson's been using half his budget on Theta Protocol, protocol, right? Or the same amount of budget from the base also goes to Theta Protocol. Uh Where are they getting the money? So I assumed that that was money Fury had scuttled away that was, that Coulson got access to from the box. Right. I just always assume that Fury just laundered money. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Not a bad assumption with Fury. Let's fight it that way. Yeah. <laughs> that man is prepared. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to say, okay. I'm fine with that. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Like, yeah. that much money is a little surprising, but um, yeah. Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah. To pretty much run... Essentially, the price of two bases. We don't know what Theta Protocol is, but it's the same price as a base. So, it's a little, <laughs> a little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway. um, Yeah, they bring the Quinjet in, and Ward and Agent 33 come off, and May is not a happy camper. No. We have a lot of unhappy Ooh. campers in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't like camping. <laughs> don't know no. why. It's fun, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then we go into, like, our pre-mission briefing, saying what the game plan is. Uh, pretty much, they got a feed of Hydra taking out, uh, Mike's eye, 
and um, Coulson's idea is kind of what we discussed earlier. Go in, get the guys out, and escape. Uh, Ward has a a mole in there because he thinks Bakshi's still under his control. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, they vote for it, and we get uh, votes uh, two against two, with May being the deciding vote. And uh, she wants a private conversation with uh, Colson, mm-hmm. which I th- I think is, if I were Gonzalez, I'm not sure I would allow that to happen, or this should be in the protocols, trying to figure out mm-hmm. whether this is allowed, because I feel like it's real easy to convince someone one-on-one compared to, like, in front of everybody else. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but it was... But it was May who was asking, right? It wasn't Colson who was trying to convince yeah. May. It was May, like... Well, hold on. I I need to have a word with him. Like, eh, all right. I I don't know. I I know. I feel like if I were one of the other th- four people voting, I would be like, whatever you say should be said in front of everybody. Yeah, that's but, that's probably better. But yeah, yeah. But this democracy thing is new to them. So <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. <laughs> So during this conversation between uh, Coulson and May, um, mm-hmm. th- this was something that was a little interesting to me, and I might—I uh, don't—I might bring this up again later in a few episodes. Um, but uh, May kept asking, like, "Hey, why didn't you tell me about Theta Protocol or this and this?" And he, you know, kept saying, "I can't tell you," and like, "Why not?" And he specifically said, "You're not the director of Shield," mm-hmm. and. Um, eh, you know what, screw it, we'll just talk about this now a little bit. Um, yeah, go ahead. Because eh, I'm, I'm assuming anyone listening has seen the end of the episode. So, um, we, you, so is, is, in Coulson's mind, is Nick Fury still the director of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, is has he basically been doing Theta Protocol stuff under what is essentially Fury's orders? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I mean, he's the director, but I, I think he still thinks of Fury as the boss, maybe, like, super director. Mm-hmm. Producer, mm-hmm. even. <laughs> okay. Alright. I'll, I'll take yeah. it. I'm, I'm good either way, to be honest. Um, I I would think that in, in my mind, or I would assume that Coulson has kind of been thinking, like, oh, Nick Fury has a really good idea. I'll go along with him. Not, I'm just going to take you know, orders from him, but, uh, mm-hmm. um, but I don't, I don't know. It, it kind of fits. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering why he went with those words specifically. You're not director shield. Why is this something that Colson says only he can know, but especially well, I mean, given how the end result of this is definitely something that he probably could have told may and maybe one or two others. Yeah. Um, I, well, this is just the same mentality that uh, Gonzalez has in that flashback episode, where until Bobby thrusts democracy upon them, he wanted to go with uh, Fury's final orders. Mm-hmm. So I think it's allegiance to whoever your leader was. I mean, just like all these people, all our shieldies have allegiance to their leader over anything else. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we finish up the conversation between May and Coulson. Uh, May's betrayed because Coulson has been talking to Andrew, her ex-husband. Right. 
But apparently, according to him, it was just about the alien impulses. Which is fair. He needed a therapist. Yeah, it's not bad Mm -hmm. to have a therapist. I'm a little surprised that she got so angry. She's still a little bit angry after that. Because it's like, well, if you only trust one therapist, why? And it's supposed to be doctor-patient confidentiality. So he really had no reason to tell you? Like, seriously? Yeah, uh, like, Andrew wouldn't tell. I mean, Cole, uh, May was in on Coulson's, like, alien writing problem before anyone else. Mm-hmm. So, I understand, like, you trusted me with that, but not with this other thing. Right. I understand a little bit of betrayal, but maybe she... At this point, it, there are bigger fish to fry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, we switch back to uh, Fitzsimmons reunited again. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Ooh. Um, they talk a little bit about the love, quote unquote, love between Agent Thirty Three and Ward, and where they talk about that weird devotion thing she has isn't love, but what I Tony believe true love is making a sandwich before you leave. <laughs> so apparently, this is Simmons professing her love for um. Poor Fitz was when she made that sandwich. Yep. And then uh, she, uh, Simmons shares uh, some evil plans that she has with Fitz. Like, legitimately evil plans. Like, yeah, she, uh, she's gonna m- <laughs> murder somebody. Yeah, she, um, like, just casually says, oh, hey, you, you know what you should do? You should kill Ward when you're on that mission. That sounds like a good idea. Here, I've already thought about it. Here's my idea. You should do this and this. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Wipe your hands and walk away. Yep. Uh, yeah, she uh, said it's so casual. It was chilling. <laughs> yeah. So I um, just happened when I was watching this episode. Like I just happened to um, be looking at the um, the stuff I talked about when we when we came back from this half of the season for Agents of Shield. You know, when we were talking about the changes all of the characters had gone through, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, and Simmons was the only one who didn't have any changes really. Mm. Um, but I'm putting this on the list because this is oh, yeah. very dark and very different of a character. Like she, like like fits at least did it emotionally like he wasn't like just gonna kill ward right he was he was in the room with ward and ward was kind of egging him on a little bit he was being smug and but no simmons who was like nowhere near him was like oh yeah here's a plan i already thought about it it'll be perfect yeah simmons i think is more likely to do something because fitz is like impulsive and then when he gets told himself no i can't do this simmons is like all right, I'm, she's a cold, calculating person when she needs to be. So maybe it comes from, you know, cutting people bodies open. You're a little more cold about it. <laughs> I don't know, because Fitz is squeamish from dead bodies. We know that. That's true, he is. He <laughs> does not like his dead bodies. <laughs> and I do not blame him. Yeah. Alright, so uh, we move on. Quick scene of uh, Simmons kind of talking her way on to the, um, to the mission, saying she knows Deathlock's upgrades better than anyone else. So, cool. She's on there, so she has the ability to kill Ward when it comes Yay. up. Yay. No. Yay. <laughs> 
And then this part was almost another storyline, but it's only one scene, so I popped it in there. Uh, Mac apologizes to Hunter. It was cute. And uh, I feel like there's yeah, an ulterior Hunter, motive under there. Yeah. I don't, uh, Mac, uh, not Mac, Hunter is pretty... What you see is what you get. He doesn't like the secrets. Fair enough. <laughs> but maybe with Mac there might be. Yeah. But it's like, Mac goes, yeah, next round of drinks is on me. It's like, BS. Yeah, it's like the next lots next round of everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't yeah. think you understand how badly you screwed up. <laughs> everything is on you from mm-hmm. this point forward right now. Yeah. And then uh, we also get a quick scene of Bobby and Agent 33, um, where we see that Agent 33 is still very much in love with Ward. Very much in more love with Ward. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. It's creepy. Alright. And then we can go to storyline one plus two plus three. Storyline six. Oh jeez. Because, you know, all of them came together. Right. And it reunites the original six people. So yeah, it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on to the mission. Woohoo. Uh both of you guys have notes for everybody coming together, so who wants to take it first? Alicia, you take it. Uh... <laughs> with my sky showing up in the bus. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, okay, so my note for that is I love how we get the noise and everyone just assumes it's Ward and Ward's like, dude, I didn't do it. <laughs> He's like, I don't have any way to prove it, but I didn't do it. <laughs> uh, oh, I love that right? too. It's just like, oh, yeah. I, nope, not so, it. And then sky appears. <laughs> so, and then rolling off of that, um ward is the one who says uh yeah we got the we got the original gang back together right or right. whatever line he said and everybody's like um, um oh, you shut up <laughs> so at that moment in time may already had a gun pointed on him like how how much do you think she had to try to oh, not just shoot him so after much so just that alone I I wouldn't be surprised if he just ended up riddled with bullets right at that moment. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Eh. Oh well. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, wing they, it. Yeah, they they can still probably roll with it, right? Tell Bakshi that Ward said to do blah blah blah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Sky comes in. Uh, and Fitz and Simmons are asking about her, like, question after question after question. And she's really reserved, because Ward's there. Yeah, so, like, she doesn't want to talk about things, you know, specifically for that. And then she says, oh, I don't want to talk about it because Ward. And then, um, and then he hears his his name from, like, across mm-hmm. the room. Um, and then she refers to him, like, as, uh, as the Candyman. Oh, he's just like the Candyman. Yeah. Um, so I had to look that up. Uh, oh. Okay. oh, or were you going to talk about it, Tony? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So there is a Marvel villain named the Candyman who was a generic drug dealer. Oh, that is not the person that Sky was referring to. <laughs> no, she was it is actually not. referring to uh, a horror movie 
um, and I don't remember what the movie was. I think the movie was called Candyman. It's or called Tony, Candyman. You have better notes. Okay. All right, Tony, you have better notes, so you take. It. I don't. I actually don't have many <laughs> notes. I, uh, this all comes from memory of my grandmother thinking it was a kids' movie because it was called Candyman, and seeing it when it was <laughs> oh, seven. Oh no! Uh, I think it's pretty much like Beetlejuice. You say his name a certain amount of times, and he appears. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, so that's Beetlejuice. what I remember. It's showtime. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, so because I was reading a little bit about this, um, just the horror movie specifically, he was something about, uh, having a demon spirit. I, I think he, maybe he died and he came back, but he also has a hook for a hand. Just one yeah. of the hands. The other hand's a real hand. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, so why he's not called Captain Hook, I don't know. Um, I feel like that's a more appropriate name. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, but uh, but one <laughs> of the specific things, <laughs> but one of the specific things things about the Candyman is that um, he enjoys hearing people talk about him when uh. when he's like not in in the room or like when they think he's not in the room or something. So that was kind of the the reference Sky was making, like oh Wardrobe likes it when he hears us talking about him. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird that she chose Candyman over Beetlejuice because Beetlejuice <laughs> is much more. Famous. You guys ever watch Community? Nope. <laughs> I've seen a handful of episodes. Like, I really should go back and watch it because yeah. I hear it's really good. But I think I know what you're about to reference. Yeah, across like three different episodes, they reference Beetlejuice, and at the third time they say Beetlejuice's name, he walks into the scene just going through the background. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> and this is over the span of like two seasons or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the first two or the like first three seasons. They reference Beetlejuice three times. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. I highly recommend Community. It is probably one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. At least the first like three seasons. Yeah. All right, I'll so. add it to my backlog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get a briefing on the bus of what everyone's plan is, and it's Ward's job to give the briefing. Where he starts, and everyone's giving him a death stare. Yeah, they're giving him real dirty looks, I'll give you that. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, we've... Some terrible things have happened to us. All by you, Ward. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes into his uh, BS about how his parents and his brothers were mean to right. him, and he was so sad. And May's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I wrote it down, like, we all had our share of trauma. We didn't uh, uh, turn in... It didn't turn any of us into psychopaths. Which is, you know, my phrase with Loki. His cool motive, still murder. Everyone has trauma. <laughs> we don't try to genocide or kill our friends or brothers or take over Earth. Anyway. No. <laughs> uh, uh, but do you guys think he really... Um, he really regrets breaking up the shieldies? I don't know. I don't I, feel like it. I think I think that he he does have some regret of it. Like I I don't think he's like regretfulness as in like uh I should be a good guy. But I think it's more regret like uh we had a good time. Like I shouldn't have left this job that I had for that was nice for this other job. That's not as nice. That kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like he he enjoyed his time with the people overall, that kind of stuff. So like, mm-hmm. I, I think he has some regrets to that degree. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, afterwards, uh, they go, they're all still very happy. They all shot him or tried to kill him. Who? Let's do Renna. Who shot him? We know Sky shot him. I think May did. We know May, at least with the, what, like a nail gun? Yeah, something. something. She she nail gunned him. Um, did anyone else shoot him? <laughs> uh, no. Not as far as I know. I think Fitz tried to suffocate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't yeah. think of anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll come up again, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Coulson breaks up the small team into even two smaller teams. Uh, Ward, Simon, and Sky on search and rescue. Seems like a good plan. <laughs> and Fitz, Coulson, and May to gather intel on the missile defense. <laughs> and uh, the last uh, direction he gives them. Ward is not allowed to talk. No, it's fair. <laughs> <It is> fair. <laughs> yep. So they're flying to the North Pole or South Pole because I can never remember if they're in the Arctic or Antarctic. They're flying to a snowy place, and uh, as we saw earlier, they've been spotted. Spotted. And they blow up the bus. Is that what they blew up? I Which wasn't sure. I was like, yeah, did they blow up the that bus? That is the bus. Oh, that is the actual all bus. Oh, Coulson's keepsakes. <laughs> I'm so sad. I know. Uh, we Apparently it was part of the plan, because we get this awesome scene of them in the Quinchet trying to fall with the debris. And it's just a really cool scene that May can fly naturally as they're pretending to be a piece of wreckage. <laughs> Yeah, naturally. That's definitely what that was. <laughs> it was definitely natural. It's like a natural piece of record wreckage. Yep. And then uh, they walk in. Just the door is unlocked. I mean, assuming that no one can get that close or something. But yeah, they just walk into the base and take off all their snow gear, even though we see later that there are still icicles on the ceiling. So it's probably not that no. warm. Yeah, I was wondering the exact same thing. So they, like, go in there, and even while they're still wearing all their, like, snow gear and everything, um, mm-hmm. Sky for sure, maybe May also, I don't remember. Uh, but they, you know, they, they jump into that room, and they have their, their pistols out. They're looking around. And they have these, like, fingerless gloves. Like, it's, like, the tips of their fingers are, are exposed to the elements. So I don't know if they just got their hands like out or if their hands were just kind of free flying as they were walking around in the Arctic for a mile or something yeah. um, in the cold. But that like, th- that's got to be cold enough that you're not able to, to pull the trigger as fast. I assume. Mm-hmm. Or just outside the door, they left, they were all holding a piece of burning wreckage to keep their hands warm. <laughs> and to walk with it that mile or so. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that one. Okay. Yeah. It seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway they're walking through this very warm icicle covered um hallway right. <laughs> and they uh they see a guard who is taken out by none other than bakshi bakshi uh, <gasps> alicia i uh so not only does bakshi take things take these people out uh, but he like is completely in compliance with the ward like apparently that uh that hypnotism, brainwash. brainwash, whatever the heck it is, works like really well, and I, I was thoroughly surprised because what we saw last episode led me to believe that Bakshi still had a mind of his own. But he he basically says yes, sir, to Ward, and follows him around yeah. like a puppet dog. 
Yeah, the C-3PO R2-D2 uh, plan, giving Deathlock over, was apparently part of Ward's plan. Mm-hmm. What his ultimate goal was, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Like, did Ward just change up Coulson's plan enough that it involved that they would have to eventually make their way out here to the Arctic? It's possible. Or was this just kind of one of those, like, all right, let's just give them as a peace offering, and then we'll be able to follow them wherever they go next. Like, that. that's that's part two of the plan that, that no one's thought of. It's just, but part one is mm-hmm. this. Could that have just been it? Yeah, I guess. I... I guess, um, well, we didn't know about Lincoln at the time. Like, he could only count for Deathlock, but he used Deathlock as a way to make Coulson need Ward. Because otherwise, they would have just brainwashed Ward at the end of this, if they got everything free and clear. Hmm. So, I okay. think it was part of that plan manufacturing a problem to make them need Ward. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, I like that. So yeah, um, they go and uh, pretty much they split up. They go to find Mike. For some reason, Coulson lets Bakshi team up with Ward. I feel like that's really stupid. Right? Giving giving Simmons and Sky Sky, who they don't know that how stable she is. They might even think her arms are still broken. And Simmons, who has very little um, battle tactics, with two people now who could turn against them. So that's not brilliant. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they go um to find Mike and Sky uses her powers in front of Ward and Ward's kind of impressed by her powers. Oh yeah. And yeah. And then they find uh they find Mike who has one leg and one eye and probably many other things wrong with him. <laughs> and then we get a cool scene with uh Sky going to um Lincoln who's in another room. And they do this long one take of her just taking out all the uh, Hydra agents. Right? That was pretty uh, amazing. Like, maze training t- <laughs> pays off. I'm a little disappointed that Ward didn't see it and make comments on it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, this is... Well, first off, this is probably m- my favorite combat scene of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. Like, my memory is pretty bad, so I don't remember previous combat scenes. <laughs> but, uh... This will probably hold up for a while, um, and I totally forgot about it. But like, I, I'm trying to like think of just other time. Like, how many times has she killed people in the past? Because she goes in here, and I had I like I rewound it twice to count. She kills at least nine people. Uh, like, it's hard to tell because she's like shooting off screen and, and other right. things and stuff, and mm-hmm. multiple shots at the same person. But um, yeah, she she goes full John Wick on these people and. Like, has she done anything like this before by herself? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I'm looking up uh, Sky Kill Count right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they will pop up anything, but we'll find out. Okay. Uh, uh, the The other thing that I kind of really liked about this, too, is um, so, like, Tony, you um, in the past... Uh, really compared sky to um uh and i'm bringing star wars up again but now i completely forgot the character's name in the star wars clone wars the the 
uh, apprentice Ahsoka? to uh, yeah Ahsoka. There we go. Yeah, very much like Ahsoka, right? She starts off as the like annoying, um, you know, teenager type of person who then grows very much into this other role. And like this is we're we're really seeing it now. Like this is super badass uh, Sky right here. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, she's definitely she she's growing up. She's becoming a real agent. Yes. Um. Yeah. On the Agents of Shield wiki, apparently is separate from the uh, the MCU wiki. There's actually a list of deaths, and I don't see any kills before this scene by Daisy. Hmm. So this is her. Other than like they have unconfirmed deaths from when she used her quick powers a few episodes ago. Yeah. Okay. But it's weird that she just goes all badass murdery. Well, <laughs> it's not murder, it's combat. But still, just <laughs> instantly. Yeah, she she pulls out her ultimate and just goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the one thing about the scene is, of course, they did it in one take, right? Because there are no cuts. But uh, Chloe Bennett did it herself. <laughs> oh, really? She, oh. she fractured her elbow during the Ooh. scene. Ooh. Ouch. Um, I had to double check if that was this scene, but back a few months ago, they had a big thing, uh, YouTube uh, series for the 100th episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they were talking like the best action scenes where she talked about her fracturing, fracturing her elbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But she did it, and you can't tell that she just yeah really hurt herself. <laughs> Ooh, yep. Hopefully yeah. that wasn't like the first take, and she had to do twenty more of that. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, that was sucked yeah. really badly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So she gets in, and she finds out Lincoln's dead. Yeah. I mean, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she somehow. And I don't completely understand how she does this. She uses her quake powers to trigger his electric powers to defibrillate himself. Am I understanding? Me, Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, it looks like she probably I... did vibrations or something. Like I don't, I don't quite understand how she managed that either. She she does the vibrations, hey, but I... you get the little electricity shocks. And maybe it's his body. Oh, okay, I may have protecting missed that. Him? I, I I have no idea. Yeah, so my I had assumed that she was going to, like, just you know beat his heart with, um, you know, basically reach in and and beat his heart manually right. with her quake powers. But yeah, I guess what you're saying, Tony, maybe that's possible too, right? She's able to, you know, reach the vibration force around her, which is still a force that controls mm-hmm. all things around it. And his, <laughs> his force controls all things around him. So yeah, they they force touched. Okay, like in the Last Jedi. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We're going to get yep. terrible, terrible reviews now from people. <laughs> These psychopaths. <laughs> and yes, if if you are with those people who assault people for liking the Last Jedi, you are a psychopath. I have no problem alienating <laughs> those folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That works. Yeah. Out. Yeah, you can dislike it, but when you start bullying someone, that's just messed up. <laughs> Alright, anyway, I'll step off my soapbox and get to <laughs> Simmons murdering somebody, or trying to, and murdering the right. wrong person. Yeah, yeah, she's and alone not with... not feeling No, bad. she did not. No. 
Nope. Yeah, she she turns around and gets uh well she walks around the corner and gets that splinter bomb and tries to attack Ward with it, but back she gets in the way. And he gets splinter bombed and just disappears in the wind. And hear that, hear that guys? We don't care. Anyway <laughs> <laughs> I do care because this is the first I think the first time I've seen a splinter bomb since I've watched Infinity War. How similar that looks to the dusting in Infinity War. Just hmm. a weird connection, but that is interesting. Yeah. I wonder if it is a connection or just uh, they liked the effect. Yeah. And then um, we find uh, like Ward gets angry, obviously, for her trying to kill him, uh-huh. and then it turns out that Ward's just disappointed. Which when when your mortal enemy is disappointing you, that's worse than actually killing you. So I guess Simmons is the real loser here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just wanted to play adult, right? Like, ah, uh, it'll be worse if I don't yell. If I just say I'm disappointed. Yep. If I don't shoot <sighs> her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we find out that uh, Phil has an, an alternate reason for going over there. Um... He's trying to get, like, the Hydra, uh... Oh, he gets the Hydra information, which we find out in the last scene. Um, yeah. And then, uh... They get Lincoln out. They get everyone out. Everyone leaves. Yay. We're all we're all happy Yay. now. And then, mm. um... Yeah. War, uh, and we find out the Ward has abandoned Agent 33 to S.H.I.E.L.D. Because he, I don't know that he I abandoned he her. her. I think he's just trying to give her the opportunity. And I think I think for that, he might be trying to get Coulson to do the memory wipe on her. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it, can they reverse memory wipe her? Can they make her remember who she used to be? I don't know. I don't know. Wait, so was she anyone... memory wiped? Did I completely No, no, I think this? they're going... I thought she well, remembered well, she, was she, was. Hypno- she was hypnotized. I assume, like, she can't, she doesn't really know who she was, but that might be, like, more metaphorical. Like, she's not the same oh. person she used to be. Or maybe they literally wiped her memory using the hypnosis. I'm not sure. Okay. But anyway, he leaves her there because he thinks uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. can take care of her better than he can. Which is true, because he's a psychopath. <laughs> Well, also, I mean, earlier in this episode, we skipped over it, but, you know, Ward and Age of 33 were talking, and she was like, well, if, if we just go somewhere, if I fly this plane, we're going to some island, and she listed off a few. Like, yeah. He's probably not an island man. He's like, yep, yeah, you know what? That's it. Gotta break it off. Well, yeah, he, ju- he just um refused to go to Tahiti, so I guess he doesn't uh-huh. really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh... Yeah, we get back to the base. Uh, Gonzalez, we find out Gonzalez went along with the whole thing just to get the advanced, the enhanced people on the base, which is the same thing he thought Coulson wanted. So that's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keeping her and on then, the base, uh, and it's just like, uh, wait a minute. Yep. <laughs> And then uh, Coulson uh, lives up to his end of the deal. He opens a toolbox for Gonzalez until spoilers, Alicia. Spoilers, spoilers, what? 
Oh, uh, he tells them that Fury, <laughs> Fury might want it back, just completely being like, so yeah, I'm not actually the one running this. Fury is. He's still alive. Oh, look, a call from Maria Hill. Yeah. I'm going to go take this. You have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like all the air is gone out of him. Know. Yeah. Gonzalez doesn't know. Is he telling the truth? He doesn't know. Right. Shoot. Yeah. So, so is Dick Fury just going to like come back tomorrow? Is that basically it? Or like, I'm really curious why Coulson just said that. Cause I mean, his line was also like, yeah, you can have it until Fury takes the right. box back. Basically. I think it's just to screw with him. <laughs> okay. I, I believe it. I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering why. Like, I don't know. Right. It's just fun. Especially cause. Uh, yeah. I think it's just pure pettiness. He's just like, <laughs> you, you just, Screwed up all right. my shit. Now I screwed up your shit. I'm just gonna screw right? with you a little bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Yeah. So yeah, like Alicia said, he gets a call from Maria Hill, and we get our cameo from Maria Hill, and our tie-in to uh, Avengers. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um. Finding Not out the 1998 that... The Avengers. No. The the cinematic masterpiece that is the British Avengers. Anyway. <laughs> I still want to know what happened with the people in the bear suits. We got to get back no. to that eventually. Uh, someday. 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 Um, yeah. We find out that the opening scene of our next episode that we're going to cover, the movie, oh. is because <laughs> he found out where Loki Scepter was. He found out that it was in Sokovia. In Sokovia. <laughs> yep. And uh, tells uh, Hill that it's time to send in the right. Avengers. Da-da-da. The, the end. end. If you guys are done, I, I think, think we're I'm done. done. All right, all right. Yeah, no, it's like and 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 All righty. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this up, everyone. The, uh, you've been listening to Agents of Shield season two, episode nineteen, the half dirty dozen. The the dirty listen half dozen. Yeah, listen. The dirty, the dirty half. Dozen. Oh, what the did half I dirty. say? The dirty dozen. The half dirty dozen. Half dirty dozen. They're only half dirty. <laughs> they showered a day ago. They're good. We, all right. we, <laughs> we know that. We know that Ward's definitely dirty. May May got dirty with him, and Sky wanted to get dirty with him. So I guess that's Ooh, half dirty. No. <laughs> so. all right onwards all right um listen next week when we will start talking about agents of Sh- uh, not agents of shield about the avengers age of ultron and as always please yeah. remember to follow us on twitter at mcu underscore rewind and please give us a rating on itunes or your favorite podcast app assuming you like this otherwise ultron that's what i got for you ultron ultron is coming <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> All right, this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of Shield season two, episode nineteen, the Dirty Half Dozen. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. That dirty dozen, all the dirty loving dozen, the dirty dozen.